This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Welcome to the Candid Life Podcast, where we turn our broken hallelujahs into melody lines of impact. And I am your host, Lydia Gago. Today, I am delighted to have somebody who I really have the privilege of calling family. She is the lovely lady looking after my mom. My dad passed away last year, and we have been so privileged to have her as part of the family taking care of my mom. And so today's discussion is just going to center a little bit about what does it mean to serve as a carer in a real life situation. She actually lives with my mom here in England. And so as a daughter who is an American, knowing that there's somebody here taking care of my mom, somebody who she has come to love, to the point that when I come and take care of her, she's like, where is this lady already? It's kind of embarrassing, but it's just comforting to know that she is here taking care of my mom in the best possible way. So, Sister Fremmer, welcome to The Candid Life. Thank you. My name is Ama Frema. I am a Ghanaian. I'm from Ashanti region. I came here 1995. My brother invited me here for a holidays. I went back back home in Ghana. Then I came back again, but I didn't go back and I stay. And uh, I started working in London. I was working in the kitchen, school kitchen, when I came here and. That was a part-time job. I do three hours and then there was a laundry, a big laundry, and I worked there in the night. It was very hard because I, I do day and night work. It wasn't a, a, a easy at all, but I tried my best. I was living with my sister-in-law and my brother my, they was very good to me. My brother advised me to stay there and save some money. So I stayed with them about four years. And then later on, they find me a place and that time I can live myself. So later on, I, I leave the laundry job and I was doing uh, only the kitchen job. But uh, the money wasn't enough for me because it was only three hours. So I, I, I looked for another job again, which is in hospital. So I was working in the hospital and then uh, doing the uh, kitchen job as well. I, I do this job for some time. And then uh, later on, a friend of mine, she was doing care job. So she introduced me to that job. So I started that one. And I, I did a, that care job. It was interesting because I take care of uh, disabled people, elderly people. I do their shopping, laundry, 
I take them out. Some of them, like the men, in Friday, they wanted to go to pub. So I take them to pub. And then they enjoy themselves and then bring them back. Or sometimes I take uh, children to school. Then pick them back again. Before we go a little bit back to your care job, when you were in Ghana, what kind of education did you have before you came to England? I did not go to secondary school. My mom wanted me to go to secondary school, but you know, it's not like now you go to school free. That time you have to pay everything. So I decided to go to vocational school. But unfortunately, I did not finish that vocational school. I got pregnant. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Opoku Wari Girls Vocational. Mm-hmm. We learn how to cook, how to sew, and how to decorate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, after I, I had my child, I decided to continue for the uh, sewing. So... I learned it from market. There's a, a woman there who have an apprentice, a lot of apprentices. So I joined them to continue to learn the sewing. So after that, I had opportunity to come, come to England. Oh, that's wonderful. The care work now is about 13 years now. Wow. Yeah. So you did some care work in the hospital, yes? Yeah. And then when did you start actually living in the houses with your clients? And what made you decide that that you wanted to go down that path? Because that time uh, uh, I I go to the kitchen job and then come to the hospital one. The time wasn't good for me. So I decided to go for only one job. That's why I left the hospital and the kitchen to do do the house-to-house one. Okay. So when you're living with um, different clients, these are older clients that you're living with, or over the years, has it just no, been different? that one, it wasn't living like here I'm okay. doing now. Okay. That one is, a, we call it a domiciliary care. Mm-hmm. You go to, maybe you go there for one hour, you wash uh, them, and then you make their breakfast, you give their medication, and sometimes uh, 30 minutes, you just pop in and give the medication, and then you go to the next one. Okay, so yeah. it was more just you know, yeah. coming for a short time, yeah, yeah. and then you go to the next yeah. client. Yeah. So when did you transition to start living in houses with people? Um, that one was uh, just two years ago, yeah. Two years ago, I, I started uh, the living one. Mm. And yeah. how have you found that? Have what has experience been for you? Yeah, um, the uh, I like the living one because um, the house to house one sometimes is very difficult, mm-hmm. especially when it's winter time. And uh, when it's snowing, mm-hmm. yeah. I would have thought you liked snow. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but not when you are walking in. Sometimes the snow falls on you and 
your coat and your trouser and everything is wet. I'm just joking. I'm Ghanaian. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm Ghanaian, and I, I just don't do the snow. I've lived in it for many years, but I don't like the snow. Mm. But I, I totally agree with you. It's very uncomfortable going through the snow. And sometimes the weather can be really bad yeah. as well. So Yeah. yeah. If, if it's not that, I prefer the house-to-house one because that keeps you moving. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But when you are doing the living, it's like you don't have time to go anywhere doing uh, nothing so mm. if if it's not the weather mm-hmm. and also uh, i have a little problem on my legs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's why i choose to do the living okay so um when did you move from london to manchester how long have you been in manchester uh, i moved to manchester here uh, october last year so it's nearly one year now. One year. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. And how have you f- found the experience? Yeah, I do like Manchester because uh, London is too busy, mm. <laughs> very busy in there. So I prefer Manchester. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this time, you actually taking care of my mom um, since you know my dad passed away last year. How has that experience been for you, taking care of her? Uh, taking care of her is uh, it's okay by me because um, Dada can speak my language. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we speak our local uh, language. Sometimes we speak English. And I learned a lot from her because... Uh, Dada is a very good Christian. Mm-hmm. Only one I, I learned from her is uh, she don't joke with her prayers. Mm. Every time he will tell you uh, if if it's uh, any difficulties, you he will tell you put it in prayer because in, in God all things are possible. So put it in prayer. So every evening. She have a little book, so she will ask me to read it. I I read it, and then I said that uh, I can't uh, uh, explain it to so you. So she will do that. She will explain it to me, and then I'm learning from her. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm learning a little by little from her. Because it's so interesting to watch your relationship with my mom. Because it's almost like a do- it's really it's like a mother daughter relationship yeah. mm-hmm. on so many levels. Yeah. And like I said earlier in the introduction, mm-hmm. she really has come to love you yeah. as very very much a part of the family. And we've yeah. also come to love you as well as one of our siblings <laughs> in the family. Yeah. You know, and I and I think you know um, I think that probably was um, that. For us, on many levels, is an answer to prayer because my dad, before he passed, had always expressed that he wanted to know that whoever took care of my mom did a great job with that. And so, you know, God answered our prayers when he brought you into our lives mm-hmm. to take care you know, of my mom. So for that, we're truly grateful. In the times that you have been 
living or working with uh, different people, can you think of a time where you've you really had a special moment, you enjoyed it, or maybe what would be some of the challenges when you're taking care of somebody, either in-house or not necessarily in-house? This job, in fact, um, sometimes you get it easy. Sometimes it's very challenging because uh, some clients are very, very difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have taken the job that uh, this job you wanted to do it, mm-hmm. you have to be patient. Yeah, yeah, because this job, if you don't have passion, you, you cannot do it. So, mm-hmm. and I always think that sometime I will be like them. Mm. Yeah, time will come. I will be like them. So you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And if any challenges, you have to face it. That's a, a very interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> very interesting way of looking at it because I think sometimes we always think that we're always going to stay young. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think um, just like you're saying, when I, in 2020, we didn't travel much because of COVID. Yeah. And so when I saw my mom and dad in 21, I was shocked. <laughs> by how much he had aged, you know, uh, my dad, you know, kind of stayed strong right till the end. But I think my mom was probably the shock factor, how much she had aged, how much she had changed. Um, I think how more frail she was. Um, I think that was a bit surprising for me and very humbling as well, you know, as a daughter. Yeah. But I think like what you're saying, you know, we all would hope that when we are getting older, Mm. there'll be somebody who comes alongside us to help us, whether we are strong in strength Mm. or whatever the case may be, Mm. but somebody will come alongside us and support us and offer that Mm. kind of care. So that's a very powerful insight there. Mm. Is there anything that you want to share with our listeners? If somebody wants to do the kind of work that you are doing right now, uh, would you advise them to go into the kind of work? What have you found as the benefits? What are yeah. some of the drawbacks? And then we're going to wrap up the interview. What I would tell anybody who is listening to me now is this job, you have to be patient. Because uh, some carers, they do it like they, they, they want money. That's why they are doing this job. But it's not like that. If you want to do a care job, you have to be patient for the client, whether the person is old, especially dementia people. Sometimes they will ask you a a question about uh, 10 times, the same question. Mm -hmm. She asks you, or he asks you, he will ask you again, over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when it comes like that, we get a angry and but we have to be patient for them Mm -hmm. because it's not their fault that they have dementia Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so anybody who want to do this job you have to be patient for the uh, your client Mm -hmm. that's really good 
So um, just to wrap things up, and I forgot to ask you this, you know, especially when you are living in the house with your clients, um, how does that affect your family life? Are you able to have holidays to go and visit with family? How does that, you know, how, how do you find that as an individual when you have to live with a client for a long time? Yeah, if, if I want to go to holidays, I, I'll let my employee to know mm -hmm. that I've, but I have to give them a, a more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not like maybe you want to go uh, like uh, next month and you tell them that uh, I want to go to holiday because they have to find somebody who will replace you mm -hmm. when you are away. Okay. Yeah. So just make sure that things are planned well. Yeah. And you're working closely and you're communicating closely with the yeah. with the family. Yeah. That's great. Well, we're going to close out. Thank you so much for sharing all this. This is so so helpful. And um, um, the last question I have for you, um, Sister Frema, is what does it mean for you to live the candid life? What does it mean to live a life that is authentic and real? Um, what are your thoughts on that? If you were to advise your younger self as to how you should live a life that pleases God or a life that is fulfilling, what would you say to your younger self? Be happy, enjoy lives, and be kindness. Beautiful response. Be happy, enjoy life, and be kind. Sister Frema, thank you so much for coming on The Candid Life. It's been a pleasure. And again, thank you for everything you do for our family um, and just how you have really blessed my mom um, in taking care of her. So family, you've heard it from her mouth, Sister Frema. And I just want to say, if you want to get in touch with me, please email me at livethecandidlife at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at Lydia Gago. And until then, continue to live the candid life 24-7. Because your life matters and your story matters. Until next time, God bless you. Inaendeshwa na Afripods.